Hello, welcome to the third episode, your guide to getting grounded. I am so happy that you're here. I am really loving taking some time to come into the podcast room and share with you all in this very intimate way. I recommend that you get a journal or something to write with if you'd like for this episode, or you can allow the information to wash over you and trust that you take in what you need from this time together. I'll be sharing what it means to be or feel grounded, as well as my journey of going from ungrounded to grounded and coming to the realization that this is a process and this is a practice. I'll also be sharing ways to get grounded what worked for me in the past, what works for me today, I'll be sharing with you. And I'll also talk a little bit about ways to notice when you're feeling ungrounded and what that might look like. Okay, so let's start with what does it mean to be grounded? Just like every episode and every offering that I have for you, this information comes from my personal experience my opinion and the information that I've either gotten from my teachers or spirit, my guides. And you can take what works for you and everything else you can simply leave, leave out, leave to the side. For me, it means to be grounded when I'm situated in myself, which reminds me of one of my favorite Sanskrit words, svastha. Svastha means to be situated in the self. And when I'm situated in myself, I'm mindful. I'm aware of my body. I'm aware of my feelings. I'm aware of how I'm showing up. How I'm showing up in the world. How I'm showing up to the person or the people in front of me. I was in a restorative training at Kripalu with Judith Hansen Lassiter last month in December. And... She would stop throughout throughout the week and, you know, while she was teaching the, the postures and she'd give us these bits of nugget, these bits of wisdom, these little nuggets. And she said something along the lines of, may you give every person your full attention, every person that greets you, that comes to you, that talks to you, that's looking for connection, may you give them your full attention. And may you have the courage to tell them that you are unavailable if that's how you feel you are. Meaning, if you're unavailable to give that person your full attention, may you share that with them. Look, I'm really unavailable to give you my full attention right now, and I would really love to be able to do that. Can we schedule a a time to talk or to connect in the future? And... That really landed with me and that has been a practice for me as well to give whatever I'm doing, not necessarily people, although that, yes, that's important and I hope that I do that and continue to do that. However, I'm talking also like projects, work, things that I'm working on, the podcast. When I'm here right now recording, I hope that I'm giving this episode and you all my full attention. I hope that I'm so situated in myself that I speak clearly. I'm rooted in my body. I'm rooted in my heart. 
pathway of my intuition. And what comes with that being grounded and being situated in the self is authenticity. Because when you're situated in yourself, when you're fully rooted in who you are, you're authentic without even trying to be, without even having to say I'm being authentic or I am authentic. You just are. You hold that vibration. You hold that energetic imprint. However, to take it more physical, to be physically grounded in your body, I feel is important and maybe even step one of this path of owning your intuitive gifts, your psychic gifts, your ability to communicate with the other side, to channel. You got to be grounded. At least for me, if I'm not feeling grounded and rooted in my body, then my practice of, of sharing my gifts with others is very different, which is why I have routines and I have things that I'll share with you on how to get grounded. So many of us want to go up and out, right? It's like we think, or at least for me, I thought it was so cool that when I came to this, you know, this realization that people could talk to the dead and people could sense and see ghosts and spirits and entities and that people could sit and give a psychic reading like this fascinated me at one point in my life and I was quickly drawn to to all of this um looking back now it's because those gifts were also inside of me and those people were great teachers to uncover that and I wanted to skip over the step of getting grounded deeply. Like I deeply wanted to skip to like the sixth and the seventh chakras and skip one through five, right? I was like, nah, I'm good. Like I want to go there. And I find that, and this gives me goosebumps, I find that to be quite common, common in my private practice as well with clients, especially in my intuitive mentorships, people, women, it's really women, come and not all of them, but again, some of them, most of them want to skip steps. They're like, yeah, but how do I, how do I get the information? How do I know? How do I know that I know? How do I get clear messages and clear signs from my guides? And it's like, well, are you listening? Are you tuning in? Are you searching outside of yourself? Are you going up and out? Because the energy of going up and out is around us all the time, going up and out with our energy. Go to a heated vinyasa class in, or a power yoga class. Your energy is going up and out. Yeah, at least my experience with them. Through our senses, our energy spills outward, especially through the gaze. So taking this inquiry, taking this deep dive inward of going down and in, down and in, down and in. We start to explore and get curious about our own inner workings. And when we see what's there and we clear some things out and we develop a more intimate relationship with who and what we really truly are, we can then be available for these clear messages within us. That requires you to be grounded to be in your body, 
to be situated in the self, again, in my opinion. My journey from going from ungrounded to grounded was tumultuous at times, and other times quite blissful. I had many aha moments, many moments of feeling so deeply connected, and then moments again where it was like, what the hell is going on? Why do I feel this way again? In the first episode, I share a lot about my journey of choosing courage over comfort and taking this healing path of working with many professionals, energy workers, physical therapists, shamans, mediums, intuitives. I've done mentorships, coaching. I've studied a lot. I've spent a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of energy because I'm dedicated dedicated to being grounded so that I can do this work, so that I can sit with people and share very clear messages to help them to follow their own soul's callings, their heart's callings. I don't take it lightly. However, I do find that sometimes I feel ungrounded or that I need to ground. It's not like, oh, I'm grounded now and that's it. I'm grounded forever. No. (laughs) I mean, I, you know, that'd be really cool if I had some kind of magical crystal ball that I could just like work with and have that happen, but it's just not how it works. What worked for me was different and is constantly evolving At first, when I was having panic attacks and I was anxious and wasn't sure what was going on in my body, in my mind, with my spirit, I was so confused. I was so lost. I could feel a major shift. I felt like I was hit by a truck over and over again. It's the best way I can describe it at this time. My emotions were all over the place. I had to reevaluate every aspect of my life. Every aspect. That's hard. For some of you listening, you likely know what I'm talking about because you've been there. You've been there in your own experience with dropping to your knees, just landing on the floor. Like there's no other way but up. <laughs> like, feeling so low, right? And with anxiety, right, it's this energy of going up and out. We're like not in our bodies. Can you, can you sense that? Like if you experience anxiety, can you sense that it's like you're not quite fully in the body? Anxiety, some say, holds this energetic imprint of yes, going up and out, but also of living in the future, of being fearful of the future. That's very ungrounding as well, unsettling. And also replaying things in our minds from the past can be very ungrounding as well because it doesn't bring us in the present moment. When we're able to be situated in the present moment, there's this profound healing medicine which is also grounding. To be okay with who you are in this moment is such 
a gift. And it's also a practice. So perhaps in this moment, if you have something in your hands, you put it down. If you're driving, don't do that. (laughs) Keep driving. You could imagine someone else's hands that you love rests right on the center of your chest, right on the heart. If you're using your own hands, feel, feel them where they land. And perhaps you say to yourself or out loud, I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. I am situated in myself. I am grounded. I am perfect and whole just as I am in this moment. I free myself of the past. I free myself from worry of the future. And I am deeply rooted in my body at this time. And then notice how you feel. Has anything shifted? Has anything changed? For me, the practice of loving myself was not always easy. It was actually quite difficult. To say out loud I love myself was usually brought by tears or discomfort or resistance. And anytime I'm called to share this practice with others in my office, it's always interesting to see people resist it or share that they can't say that. They can't say out loud that they love themselves. And that always, that always brings me back for a split second, whether in session or in reflection, if I need to reflect. Back to the times where I felt that way as well. So if you have resistance to saying that, start by saying it in your head, in the mind. I love myself. I love me. I love myself. I love me. And then eventually, perhaps you start to say it out loud. It's not like I'm asking you, I'm not saying like walk around the grocery store or, you know, out in public at work and be like, I love myself. Are you good? I mean, the power to you. I'm really talking about like in those intimate moments when you're alone, when you're with you. Can you be with the company that you keep within? That's an important inquiry. So allowing this love for self to radiate through you so that you can fully step into who you are and become more grounded, more situated in who you are. Okay, let's shift a little bit more to other ways to get grounded that are a bit more tangible. I am currently in Maine where I'm recording this and it's the middle of winter where it's quite cold, at least in this part of the world. And... If you are also somewhere where it's cold and it might be dry, it's rough, right? The air may be rough. 
the environment may be a little rough. Then from an Ayurvedic perspective, so Ayurveda is the oldest practicing medicine in the world. Yeah, it's very old, thousands of years old. It originates from India and is known as the sister science to yoga. Traditionally speaking, yoga was the spiritual practice and Ayurveda was the physical practice. While I was studying Ayurveda at Kripalu, one of my teachers you know, said something along the lines of, if you're chronically constipated and you're trying to do a physical asana practice, your experience is going to be very different than if your digestion was on point. And then there comes the Ayurveda. Enter Ayurveda, right? Or if you're working on traveling to those other dimensions or realms, yet you're having like severe low back pain, that's going to be very difficult because that's taking your attention. So Ayurveda, Ayurveda is such a beautiful practice as well. It's another, another episode and a whole other topic, but I wanted to give you a little bit of background because when I'm talking about these qualities of your climate, if you live in a cold, cold, dry, rough environment, at least this season has those qualities. Ayurveda says like increases like and opposites bring balance. Those are the two laws of Ayurveda. Like increases like and opposites bring balance. So if it's cold, it's dry, it's rough outside, and you're consuming cold, dry, rough, raw foods, you're going to increase those qualities. And those types of foods, lots of raw foods are very ungrounding for a lot of people. Notice I didn't say everybody. Not everybody. For some people, for most people, however, especially those that live in these types of climates. So welcoming in the warm, wet, nourishing foods, which many of you probably already are intuitively when it's cold out, how often are you craving like an ice cold glass of water opposed to a warm cup of tea or a raw Caesar salad versus a warm stew? You have this medicine already within you, this intuitive ability to sense your surroundings and what you need to do to find balance. However, I am always amazed at how many women consume salads every day, especially when it's cold. Salads, juices, smoothies. And I still, I'll be like completely transparent, I still consume smoothies and juices in the winter, just not nearly as often as I do when it's warm. And, you know, you take this information and you do with it what you will, but life is an experiment. Truly, truly, truly. Like we, no one has any idea about anything. It's like the more I learn, the the less I know. And sometimes I'm more willing than others to throw myself in this experiment. And Ayurveda has been such a beautiful pathway to you know, Ayurveda has given me tools to walk this path in a more gracefully way than on my own. And I have to say that the more warm, wet, nourishing foods that I eat, the more grounded I feel personally. 
So that's, that's really like step one, like take a look at what you're eating, especially if you're feeling ungrounded, right? What are those sensations of being ungrounded? Let's, let's pause there for a moment, right? For me, it's like feeling flighty, like I'm not in my body. I can't quite think straight. Sometimes my eyes get heavy. Other times I feel super anxious or panicky. Like the energy is going up and out of my body, my consciousness, my awareness. It's like I have to come back in. Do you have any other other adjectives or other ways that you would describe this feeling of being ungrounded versus grounded? You could pause now and, and write those down and, and get clear and allow your pen, pencil, or your fingers if you're typing to express itself you may find that something comes out that you weren't really fully aware of so you can pause now if you'd like another way I like to get grounded is to pay attention to my feet because it brings energy down there right prana follows chitta prana meaning your life force energy and chitta meaning the mind so your energy follows the mind. And if the mind goes into the feet, what happens? You go down. The energy goes down through the body into the feet. The feet are really important for being grounded as well. Like mobility in the feet, allowing uh, to yourself to be barefoot as much as possible. I use yoga tune-up balls. I actually have one that I keep, one pair in my office and one at my house. Um, so I make sure that I have them whenever I need them. I'll simply roll my feet out with them. You can use a tennis ball if you'd like, if you don't want to get the tune-up balls and you have tennis balls lying around, you could use those. That's fine. Um, you can use them all over your body. I use them often on my back, the buttocks, my jaw, my hands. You can use them on your whole body, really. And... The bare feet on the ground is a little bit difficult when there's snow. Like I'm looking out my window and there's just snow everywhere. So of course I'm not telling you to go get hypothermia, but even if you're just barefoot around the house, massaging the feet, using those balls, just bringing some attention there drops your energy down and in. Self-massage your whole body is profoundly grounding. You do not need to go spend $150, $200 plus on an oil massage for someone to give it to you. If you'd like to do that, please go do it. It's yes, I love them. They're so sweet. However, a daily practice or a routine of a couple times a week, depending on you, because everyone's different, a self-massage with warm oil, especially when you're anxious is or ungrounded is and can be profoundly grounding. Right? I have a whole blog post on this, contraindications, how to, what type of oil to use on my website, kellyrichintuitive.com. You can just go to the blog and it's called Abhyanga. That's an, the Ayurvedic term for self-massage with oil. You can read all about the benefits there as well. 
when you're doing the massage and you start at the feet and you move up to the head, this can be uplifting, a practice to do in the morning. However, for the sake of conversation and to get grounded, you start at the head and you move down towards the feet because your energy goes downward. I've said this quite a few times, so I hope this is landing. It's like this practice of going down and in, drawing the energy downward to be rooted on the planet that you've chosen to be on in this lifetime. Meditation and body scan, yep, you guessed it, downward. The body scan starting at the crown of the head moved down to get grounded. Energy work was a big one for me. Receiving Reiki. Love, love, love to receive in this way. So beautiful. Slowing down. Slowing down is kind of a no-brainer, but I forget. It's like that common se- those common sense things that sometimes we just kind of like let fly by. The slower you move, the more you feel. And the more you feel the more embodied you are or can be. Sometimes we feel a lot and there's a lot there. There's a lot of emotions that we need to unpack with a professional or someone else because it can actually invoke like these feelings of anxiety, this up and out energy, wanting to dissociate. And it's important to ask for help when you need it. That was a challenge for me in the beginning, many, many years ago. I wanted to do it all on my own. And then I realized I needed a lot of help. And once I asked for help, meaning therapists and rolfers and body workers and energy workers and acupuncturists and chiropractors and naturopaths and shamans, yes, all of these people. Not all at the very same time, but calling on resources, asking for help was a really big part of me getting grounded and perhaps some of you listening as well needs, needs to reach out to someone to help facilitate that experience, that journey. A weighted blanket. A weighted blanket can be so soothing so soothing, especially if you have trouble sleeping, right? It's that upward energy again with insomnia. If you're waking up throughout the night, it can be, there can be probably thousands of reasons or things to unpack there, but a weighted blanket I find has helped so many of my clients that not just have sleep issues, but have issues getting grounded, staying grounded. The weight really helps to settle the bones. There's a place in Brunswick that I know of called Grandpa's Garden, Brunswick, Maine. If you're in the Maine area. I've also found them on Amazon. So wherever you're in the world, it's likely if you're listening to this, you have access to Googling or getting on the Amazon app. And checking out the weighted blankets to sleep with. The breath is so important as well. Pranayam, breath work practice. Even taking some deep breaths. 
When you breathe in, notice the parts of the body that move to create space for the breath. And slowly empty out the air that needs to go. Tuning inward to the breath helps to stimulate the nervous system in a different way, especially if you're chronically stressed or the sympathetic nervous system is really on all the time and the parasympathetic never really gets its chance to turn on the place of rest and digest. The breath is one way to manipulate the nervous system, which can have benefits throughout every cell of your being can affect your mood, the mind, your hormones, your weight, your experience in life. Calling a loved one. This can be really grounding, especially when you're traveling. If you're having a particularly difficult day or you just feel like you need to call a loved one. For me, this can be so grounding, especially when I'm traveling alone calling someone close to me is I would say like nine out of ten times I feel so much more grounded when I do this playing with that I challenge you listening to call a loved one next time you're feeling anxious ungrounded flighty confused and not necessarily for advice unless you want it like you could simply be like, hey, can I have your advice? Or it can simply be like, hey, how are you? Or are you available for me to just share how I'm feeling? Are you available to just have a, a few minute conversation? So getting clear, like you don't have to call them and dilly dally. Like you can really just ask for what you need if that is what you're called to do as well. Proper exercise. And notice I didn't just say exercise. I said proper exercise. Everybody is different. And to think that everything that works for you works for everyone else is bonkers. <laughs> this was a difficult one for me to, uh, to wrap my head around back in the day and sometimes still can be, at least with family members, particularly family members. It's like, I want them to do the things that work for me because they've worked, they've helped me so much that I, I would love to help them. But it's, that's just not the way it works, unfortunately, sometimes. They need to take that journey. They need to be interested. They need to want to shift, to change, to welcome in the newness. And it's not to say you can't share what works for you, but it's also holding that boundary as well of asking, like, are you available for my advice? And allowing them to say no if they need to say no and not taking it personally. That was, that was, this is still a practice for me, especially with people that I care about that are close to me, right? So proper exercise means doing what works for you. If you're feeling super ungrounded and you go to a heated power yoga class and you run a marathon... That may not be grounding. I would probably argue that most people that would be more ungrounding than grounding, right? Proper exercise could be like a brisk walk in nature, right? Going outside, being outside, excuse me, in general, moving around. 
If you're a sprinter, maybe you jog. Maybe you just take it down a couple notches. If you don't move your body at all, maybe it's like starting really small. Really small, like getting up and going for a walk around your neighborhood for 10 minutes. And somebody who's exercising all the time, you know who you are. (laughs) Like every day, twice a day, or just like every day, hours a day, and you're feeling ungrounded, you could just turn it down a dial or two and see if there's a shift. I'm going to go back to what I mentioned a few minutes ago is life is an experiment. You are always changing and shifting. Always. The one thing that is promised to you in this life is change. So allow yourself to evolve. Allow yourself to change, especially your routines. And especially when you're feeling discomfort, like feeling ungrounded. You could look at exercise. How are you exercising? How are you exercising? And again, having the courage to ask for help if you need it or something's unclear to you. Taking time to notice how you feel. I feel like I mentioned that a little bit, but really tuning in. Tuning in to your own heart. Being aware of discomfort. I feel like one way to define yoga is... Being available to be uncomfortable, being comfortable, being uncomfortable. So I'm going to say that again. Like, can you allow yourself to be thrown in the practice of being comfortable, being uncomfortable? Like, can I be okay being uncomfortable? Can I see what's there so that it can organically transform into something else rather than ignoring it so it may be undigested and get lodged somewhere in the body or in the mind? I always find it fascinating, like even to this day after years of hearing this, this idea that any undigested matter gets lodged in our being whether it's food and emotion, experience, memory, trauma, from metaphysical perspective. So allowing yourself to feel your feelings, which sounds easier than it actually is sometimes to do it, can be grounding as well because it frees you. You release so that you can step into the present moment instead of holding on to that thing from yesterday, five minutes ago, five years ago. 10 lifetimes ago. Restorative yoga is one of my absolute favorite ways to get grounded. I love to teach it, which is why I do. And sometimes when I practice restorative yoga, I actually feel irritated. Not always, but it's pretty rare, but it happens because I'm so, my energy has been so up and out. For example, if I've been seeing clients all day and I have an event that I need to prepare for and I need to do all my emails and respond to people and like there's all this doing 
this movement, this up and out energy that if I go from a hundred mile and a hundred miles an hour to zero really quickly, that is usually, it usually takes me longer to drop in, to take that journey down and in rather than if I've had yeah, a lot going on, but I was moving very mindfully and slowly throughout my day. And then I shift into that meditative practice. It's a little bit more simple. It's a little simpler to drop in. It's a practice. Truly. Restorative yoga, for those of you unfamiliar with it, is the practice of, in my opinion, the practice of tuning inward, of using props. You could use yoga props like bolsters, blankets, straps, blocks, chairs. Or if you don't have any of that, you can use pillows and blankets and towels. You don't need to go buy fancy things. You can use what you already have for a strap. You could use a belt. Right, and if you don't have a belt, you know, I'm, you could probably find one at a, like, Salvation Army or something for cheap. doesn't need to be fancy. And you use the props to facilitate a relaxation response, which goes back to the nervous system, shifting into the parasympathetic nervous system where you can rest and digest. And sometimes this digestion is past experiences that you've had, and you don't necessarily have to remember or attach a story to it. It can just be something comes up like an emotion. And while you're there in that shape, in that posture, you allow it to pass. You digest it. Yin yoga, slow, mindful yoga are all super grounding, which in Ayurveda they would call like vata pacification, soothing for vata dosha. Anytime I hear, right, like anxiety, there's up and out energy of feeling ungrounded. It's another way of saying like Vata needs attention. I'll share more on this in another episode. But I hope that you got something, you learned something or you feel called or inspired to use one of these tools in your day-to-day life or you call up on them when you're feeling ungrounded or you simply create a routine around these, around something else that you may have thought of or felt during this episode. Routine is really important for being grounded as well, a ritual, right? It can be like, yeah, my ritual in the winter is eating warm, wet, nourishing foods because I know that it helps to ground me. I use my yoga tune-up balls for two minutes in the morning, followed by 15 minutes of pranayama. It can be something like that where you create your own routine. Start small. Don't dive right into 15, 20 minutes of pranayama. Start with one or two minutes. And then over time, you'll eventually start to crave more, and then you amp it up. When you take on 100 different things at once, it's easier for us to fail because then if we miss something, then it's all thrown off. Rather than one, if we start with one small thing or two small things, And we forget to do it. It's like, oh, I forgot to do that thing. I'm just going to start that one thing again rather than, oh my gosh, I forgot to do those 100 things I had. How am I ever going to catch up? Start small. Find a routine. Find a ritual. Super grounding as well. Eat at the same times. Like 
go to bed at the same time, wake up at the same time. Something as simple as that can start to ground you as well. Thank you so much for listening, for being here. If you learn something, please share this episode, the show with a friend, with loved ones. You can share it on your Instagram stories and tag me at Kelly Rich Intuitive, all one word. Don't forget to subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And you can stay up to date with all of my offerings and events. If you want to book a session, it's kellyrichintuitive.com. Have a beautiful day and I'll see you next week.